0: Welcome to Make It Plain from Make Plain Jesus Ministries featuring Pastor James Bryan, where we take biblical truths in everyday situations and break them down to be as plain as possible. So, stay tuned and enjoy the broadcast. Welcome everybody to the latest edition of Make It Plain. And so I am happy to have this opportunity once again to spend some time with you. And, and as we've done in all the other episodes, and I invite you to make sure that you listen to the other ones because there are plenty of episodes out there. But as we always do, we try to come up with something to share with you that are little nuggets that can help your life and, and help you deal with life situations. And there's the saying that always goes that life happens. But even as life is happening, we don't want you to be a rudderless ship. We want you to be able to handle the different things that come your way. And yes, we're human and we don't always do things perfectly, but these little nuggets I I think will help you in in at least examining your responses or the ways that you're dealing with your surrounding environment. So we hope this is, is beneficial to you. We really believe it is. And so today, we want to focus on something that we, we think is really appropriate for the time in which we live. You see, right now, we're in a time where everybody has opinions about something. But yet, it isn't the fact that people have opinions that's sometimes tr- troubling, um, but it's the way it's expressed. And so now, Because we have so many venues and tools to express our opinions, which is great, the manner in which we're doing it becomes problematic at times. Let me just step back for a minute and ask you this question. Doesn't it feel like, or maybe I shouldn't influence it, but do you feel like that when people are communicating their ideas or their thoughts or opinions, they're not just talking to you, they're shouting at you. Regardless of whether they have the same opinion as you, it just seems like the, the volume is much higher. And I don't mean just the volume from turning up the radio or, or whatever um, venue that you're hearing this from, but I'm also talking about the way that people are communicating. It's hard to have just the general conversation and discussion Because now it is an all or nothing interaction where instead of just saying, how are you today? It's almost like we're saying, how are you today? You know, one of those things. And it changes the whole experience. And we need to think about that a bit. You know, having these types of issues is not brand new because whether you believe it or not, or when you read the Bible, when you read other Um, books outside of the Bible, that it covers people and situations over time, you begin to see that human nature kind of does the same thing over centuries. It's just different people, different areas around the globe, different cultures, but yet some of the same general things still keep coming up every time. So the Bible begins to address a lot of the things that we deal with. I want to encourage you never to think that the Bible can't help you today because it really can. It really does address some interesting things. That's for another podcast. But when I think about this and I look at some of the um, the topics and things that we see, I realize the Bible does have a few verses that begin to talk about possibilities and things that you can do to help. When you are having any type of argument or any type of disagreement. And so we want to hit that. But before I do, I, you know, I was reading, um, I do a lot of reading in various materials, not just biblical, but business and other things that, um, that are out there. And so in it, I was reading an article that was on Inc. Magazine, inc.com. And no, I'm not trying to. Um, they're not my sponsor or anything like that. I'm just referencing an article. And it really just talks about um, you know, how to help you diffuse an argument. And they give you like 11 phrases that you can use. And, and some of them I think are good. Some of them um, is not something that I would use in my situation. And some are kind of fun. I, I love the one. There's um, number eight on their list. It says that in a way to diffuse um, some of the things that, the arguments that are occurring, you just turn around and say, let's go get some ice cream. <laughs> I thought started laughing, but it's kind of like, well, not many people can refuse ice cream and you can do something together. And secondly, it really doesn't have to be ice cream. But their point was, there's something that you can agree to and diffuse the the rhetoric that seems to be ratcheting up. Um, And in those cases, it's better to look at these other possibilities so that you can have a a better outcome. You can have a better discussion. You can be able to relate to one another in a, I would say, a more civil tone. And so when you do that, you always have to think, is even though you may be angry or someone may have said something that makes you very angry, you don't always want to speak your feelings because that usually almost always gets you in the trouble. So as we talk about this topic a little bit more about, you know, a little um, not so loud, please. I want to make sure you also realize some of the applications to it. And we're going to talk about that, too, before we're done. But you know, I was reading um, in Proverbs 11, there's a part in there that talks about you know, the, the way that people can actually deal with the rhetoric or the volume or the anger that people are throwing at them. But it reminds us of this. It says, a person's wisdom yields patience. It is to one's glory to overlook an offense. In other words, sometimes it's better to use wisdom and not necessarily attack because someone attacked you, sometimes it's better to just overlook it. Sometimes it's better to just not engage in that particular topic, if at all possible. And that in itself can de-escalate. And so it's very important for us to think about that. And it's very important for us to look at that. Um, There's also something in Proverbs 2, not number 2, but Chapter 15 and 1, it says, A gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. I can give you two examples of this. There was in the work environment outside of um, um, church ministry, there was a situation where I had a person on my team that I was managing. He was upset about something. Um, something that had nothing to do with me per se, but since I was managing the whole team, it, it kind of did relate. And so he was angry at some other folks. So then he comes to where I'm sitting, and immediately at the highest decibel he can, he, he could, he was yelling and, and cursing and everything else, which internally it sparked the reaction because I could feel myself getting angry right away. And I had to respond and basically said, this is not acceptable. First of all, stop the rhetoric. And, and so I had to ratchet it down a bit more forcefully than I had wanted to. But it worked. And then we were able to just dialogue about the issues. It wasn't about feelings. It wasn't about someone said something that I didn't like. It was about issues. And we were able to resolve it. Things got better for him, for, for the team, and everything else. And it worked out well. In that particular situation, I had to be a little bit more forceful, but he, I made sure that he knew that I wasn't forceful at his him as a person, but at the situation and the way that he wanted to express his emotions. And so sometimes we need to think about that. We need to make sure that the way that we are responding to that level of of confrontation or that level of anger is not from an emotional basis, but it's addressing the issue in front of us. And so sometimes that works. But I'll give you another example. Working with that same particular client in a same team but different person, one day I was minding my own business. It was a great day that, to that point. No issues happened that morning. It was it was fabulous. I even think we went through lunch and nothing was going on that was a problem. After lunch, I'm minding my business typing and a gentleman comes around the corner. I didn't see him coming into the cube and where I was sitting, in the cubicle where I was sitting, and just started railing and yelling about you and your people and your company and that and all these other things. And the issues that he was addressing were were things that happened literally two years before I even joined. So I wasn't even thought of at that point. And he's going on internally. I could feel the figurative blood pressure rise, but yet I knew that wasn't the right answer. So then I just turned around and I looked at him and I said, I'm not going to engage right now. And I said it kind of in that tone. So he was at level 10. I responded assertively but quietly at about a level two. And he looked at me, and he was dumbfounded for a minute. He didn't know what to say. And then he says, okay, no, I'm sorry. Then he began to apologize, and he began to engage in an actual civil conversation. And then the next day, he came back around and said, you know, I am so sorry. I never should have come at you that way. And so the thing that I knew about him is that that wasn't his normal personality. So I knew something had happened. But even so, we still had to engage at a level, and that was the only way I was going to accept any type of engagement, was at a level that was civil so that we could talk and work out the issue. I've given you a couple of examples right now, and I've given you a couple of scriptures and even the ice cream scenario that I want you to think about using at times. Everything is about people's feelings nowadays, but that's not how you really initiate conversations with others. I recently had a conversation with, with someone, and, and, I, and this was referencing some political things, and, and, and I said, look, what I found out is, is this, everyone says they want to understand the other party, but they only want to understand if they agree. And then immediately, if it's not in agreement, there's an escalation. And the person chuckled and said, you know, you're right. And the question comes, where are the civil conversations? Where are those conversations that you can have to hash out some level of understanding of one another and where it needs to be, where there can be a level of agreement. Think about it for a minute. You cannot engage or lead your conversation with pure emotions. Now, some of you will say that, oh, what he's trying to say is that I have to be like Mr. Spock on Star Trek. That's not true. My point is, Everybody has emotions, and when you are leading with your emotions only, then what you're trying to do is light a match and start a fire. And so in this society that we live, and and I would even start with your life and my life, that we need to make sure that we try our best to have civil conversations respecting one another, even if we don't agree on everything. So let me twist it around a little bit. I won't even say twist. Let me turn it around a little bit. And think about couples, married couples. During any marriage, there's some point in time that you will have at least one argument. Some have many more, and some literally only have a few arguments. But there comes points of confrontation that could be sparked by emotions, that can be sparked by just misunderstanding what someone said or did, or a misunderstanding where someone just instigated something And it caused the two of you to come from different angles. But you run into these situations from time to time. And if I ask you as a married couple, do you agree that that has happened before? I would say 100% of you have to say yes. If you're married and you said no, then God bless you. There's got to be at one point, and there will come if there hasn't, just a, a point of confrontation. I'm not talking about one that lasts for days. It may only last for fifteen minutes. My point is it still arises. So when you're dealing with that, especially someone that you're you're committed to, how do you address the situation? Well, let me tell you how not to. I've spoken with several couples over time and 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 I've had all kinds of conversations, many of which I can't necessarily relay to you. But I've seen in several scenarios where one of the person in the in this couple is upset about something. For our sake, it doesn't really matter what started it, but they're really upset, and in some cases, irate about something that happened, and it may or may not be based on reality. But it happened, and then I've heard the other member of that couple, because they got upset, responded with even higher level of volatility in their conversation. And so this went back and forth until finally it got personal. And I don't mean physically personal, but what they would do in these cases that I've heard, they would start talking about their spouse's past or talk about the things that their spouse did, or the things that they didn't like about their spouse, which then opens up a whole new front of battle. And that is the worst way to address a disagreement. The worst. If you want things to get worse in your marriage relationship, then you follow those examples. And, and, and then it becomes so personal that it's a real problem. And here's why. Just think about it for a minute. Here's why, beyond the obvious fact that you shouldn't do it, but here's a reason to think about why it's so personal and it hurts so much. Because when you're in a couple with a marriage relationship like that, you're opening up your heart, you're opening up everything to that person that you love. And so it's easier than to shoot an arrow, if you will, at their heart, and it stings and hurts much longer than if someone they didn't know said something negative. And so when you are connected that way, and they've shared a lot of things about their emotional past and their life and everything else, and here you are, the trusted one, now trying to poke holes at it and really remind them of it and degrade them, it becomes a problem. And so we have to think about that as we're engaging and making sure our confrontation is not about who can yell the loudest. It's not about who can make sure that they're right. It isn't about that at all. It's about trying to resolve the issue. Think about it if you're a married couple and and really begin to engage in in that level of ratcheting down the, the, the volume, if you will. So we can say, not so loud, please, but ratchet down the volume and have a conversation. Now, let's look at if you're working in a a group somehow, some kind of way you might have been drafted to lead a group for something, or there's a a set of things that you're responsible for and other people are supposed to do their part. But you come to a point where you need some type of consensus or some type of agreement. It isn't just command and control that they have to do as I say and, and so on or do as you say, but really it's one of those things you have to get buy-in. And so I learned something a long time ago in, in one of my um, secular jobs. And, and it's a great place to work. We had people literally from all over the world, from all kinds of cultures. And we were working together. We had kind of a common purpose. And it was a very large organization. But I love the fact to see so many people that were representing so many countries and cultures coming together, and I knew right away that everybody wouldn't believe everything that I said because I came from a particular area to have a a certain mindset, but others would have different ones, but that's okay. We all live, we work together, we respect each other, but sometimes there were issues or initiatives that were pushed forward from the senior executive level that I had to then communicate and implement. And so I learned from my boss at that time this whole concept, very, very simple, but not always easy to do. And the the understanding is this, that as a group, you get the group together and you come to the point of acknowledging not everyone is going to be 100% thrilled about the outcome, but we all have to get to the point that we're okay with it enough to be able to move together forward, or I should say move forward together, right? Um, and so we get in that situation where we have to be at least okay with it. In today's world, everyone is is of the mindset, it's 100% my way or it's not right. Well, you can't go that way, you can't live that way unless you're by yourself and there's no one else. But when you're living with people they're different opinions. No one's going to agree on everything all the time. So this whole concept that, that you know, he had told me about it, he used, and, and I began to use it to a, to a great deal of success was finding a level of agreement or buy-in to the point that everyone's okay. And then there's always something that one person would say, I wish I had this, but I'm okay with it. I agreed to this, and we'll move forward and make sure it happens. So you see, I gave you some examples to use, and, and this whole podcast about Make It Plain is designed to give you practical answers or solutions to deal with things in life that come up. I would invite you, too, if you have other examples to share, please send me a note or, or, or communicate with us so that we can look at that and share with you. Maybe there are other questions or clarifications you would love. Please feel free to reach out. But the whole focus here is making sure that you understand that there are always ways to diffuse an actual argument or confrontation. And we want to make sure in today's society that we are shining examples of of how to do that. Again, if a few of you start doing it, then it will spread to others. And then maybe things get done and people can relate to one another better as opposed to always shouting, pointing, and arguing about every little thing. So keep that in mind. We hope that this has been helpful to you. We hope that you will use the things that we share with you. We hope that you think about what we wanted you to to digest here. All these examples were set up, even with the these scriptures and all that we shared with you, or we read to you, are things for you to just think about, meditate on a bit, and then go and have an abundant life, but utilize these tools so it makes everything easier. Now, with that being said, last thing I want to say to you this time is get ready. I hope you tune in for the very next podcast. We love sharing time with you. Until next time, God bless.